no power for five days. What do you do? And there are people right now, this is their fifth day without power over in Michigan. I was reading about that this morning. Some of the people that I read about, they are on well water, which requires electricity to run the pumps. So they don't have power and they don't have water. You know, they were bringing water from the creek in buckets to be able to flush their toilets. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what we can do in a longer power outage. I've talked about being prepared. That's one of the first and foremost things you can do is you must be prepared before it happens. We want to have flashlights, batteries, things that we can use when we don't have power. But here are a couple other tips for when you lose the power. Good morning, Jay. Appreciate you being here. First and foremost, our cell phones, you know, everybody has them. We use them for everything. They're going to be valuable when power outages, especially if you need emergency services and such, but turn them on some type of power saving mode, you know, airplane mode, or, you know, that some of them have that mode where they, you know, conserve power because you want to conserve as much power and you don't want to be on the phone using it for stupid things that you don't really have to. We want to conserve the power of our phone so we have it for an emergency and for things we really need. Having spare, you know, the chargers that are for your phone, having one or two of those and having them ready and full to give you spare power to charge your phone, those are beneficial. If you know a location, there are certain emergency places where they'll have power and you can maybe go there and charge your phone if you have to, if you're able to travel and such. If you do that, take a power strip. So you can charge multiple things at one time, or you can share with other people that maybe need those outlets and power as well. So you want to try to conserve your power, keep it charged, have some backup batteries or chargers to make sure that you have access to your phone. Another important thing when you lose power, food, perishables, stuff in your freezer, stuff in your refrigerator, cook and eat the perishables first. Now, if you have an electric stove, how are you going to cook? We're going to use gas stove. If you have gas stove and it's still operating, you might need to light it with a match or a lighter because the electronic little thing that ignites the flame won't be working, but you can still use the gas stove if you've lost power. If you don't have that, you can have cans of Sterno. You can have your gr your gas grill if you have one, or you can even have small little gas heaters for camping and such, cooking for camping. So if you have anything like that, you can still do some cooking Cook perishables first so you're not throwing away as much. Check your homeowner's insurance. Some homeowner's insurance policies will pay for spoiled food and things like that. So don't worry too much about the money. Worry about your health. We don't want to be eating things that could make us sick. So be safe about your food. Cook things when it's safe. Make sure it's safe to eat. If things spoil or have been out too long without refrigeration, we're going to have to toss them, and hopefully your homeowner's policy will cover those. Have a generator. If you're in a location where you can have a generator and you have one, that's a way to keep some of your primary things operable. You know, Use that generator to keep your freezer and your refrigerator and such running, the things that you need to have. Jay says a solar charger. Yes, if you have something like that that can give you power, that will work as well. With a generator, be sure you're using it safely. 50, 60 people a year die for improper generator use, and it's usually carbon monoxide poisoning. You can't use the gas generator inside your house or inside your garage where it's closed. They produce carbon monoxide, which is invisible. You don't know it until it's too late. 
So make sure the generator is away from your house and you're using an outside extension cord that's approved to go from the generator inside to run your refrigerator, your freezer, things that need to be run. So those are a couple of the real important things. Now, check on your neighbors. If you're in an area where you have that outage, make sure your neighbors, especially if you live by elderly people or people that might need a little extra help and you don't need that extra help, go check on them. Make sure that they have flashlights. Help them with the things that they need help with. So it's a community, right? So you hopefully know your neighbors and the people that are in your community and help each other get through a hard time. I mean, it's been five days in Michigan right now for some people. They've been out with, there was like 800,000, I think, initially without power. I'm not sure how many don't have power today going on day five, but the ice storms are the worst for the power companies. When it hits that ice and the trees are breaking and landing on lines and stuff, it's a nightmare for power companies. And it's a nightmare for people that are not prepared to survive without their electricity. Go back a few generations and nobody had electricity. Everybody survived. They had ways to do it. We can still do it today. It just takes a little education and it takes a little preparation. And then when you're in the middle of it, just dealing with it. That's why it's also good, especially if you have kids and your family, to have some non-electric games and things to keep you occupied when you can't watch TV or you can't play the video games or you can't use your phone game because you're conserving the power. Have some regular board games and things that can keep you occupied. Have some fun, even in the situation that's not ideal. We can still enjoy life and we can be safe even without power, even when things are going wrong. It's if you have the preparation and the right mindset to do so. Jay says right now, right now to be prepared. Exactly. It's time to be prepared before something bad happens. It's time to have the supplies and things that we need. Remember, I've talked about before having water. You know, there are people right now, their wells are not working because they don't have the power to use the pumps. They can get water from the creek to flush their toilets, but what are they drinking? If they don't have that stored potable water that you can drink, then they're having to use their sterno or their gas to boil the water to purify it to have drinking water. So it's important to have that storage of drinking water available for people. Again, five days worth so far for some of those folks. And it's important to have the food supplies, but if you have perishable foods, do those first when the power's out. So those are just a few little tips to help people get through some of these times where we lose power. And it could happen to any of us. Jay says books. Books are wonderful tools and things to have to keep you occupied when you don't have power. We have the sunlight during the day to read. When it gets dark, hopefully you have some flashlights or lanterns or another way that you can keep and read your books, play your games and stuff, just like they did in the olden days before we had electricity, right? We can get through it. We can enjoy it. We can have fun, even without power, if we have the right mindset and a little preparation beforehand. I hope everybody out there in Michigan and other places that are without power get their power back soon. I hope we don't lose too many lives because of these storms. I do know somebody died yesterday of a tornado and high winds. So we have to be prepared. We have to be smart. We have to stay safe with these natural weather incidents that happen whenever they do. We can't control them. So we have to be prepared and ready for them. Everybody take care. Have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow.